So welcome back to another episode of ZGN Talks. And in today's video, we'll be talking about why e-commerce will be becoming a much more competitive market. So as you know, and you can tell by the date of when this video was recorded, but people are currently stuck inside, not really being able to do much because people are scared to go outside, make contact with others. And the reason being, I'm not going to say the word simply for demonetization purposes on the YouTube platform, but everyone knows what's currently going on. And again, people are scared to go outside and this leads to many more people being stuck inside. And again, this leads many industries to change such as school being online, many workplaces transitioning to work from home and all of this we will be expanding into during this video. And another factor or industry that is really increasing is the e-commerce space because there are many more online shoppers, which creates much more opportunities to come into this marketplace, view it from a consumer point of view and start making a good income by selling products online that people are in demand for. Because again, people don't want to continue going out into stores, buying stuff because they risk potentially getting infected or sick or getting something wrong that could be detrimental to their health. And this leads to more people shopping online because not only is it safer, but it is more efficient. And at the same time, it is also cheaper because not only are people able to save a lot more money through certain cashback sites, but on top of this, people are also able to save opportunity costs because they don't need to go outside, get in their car or get on a bus or Uber somewhere, but they're able to do everything from the comfort of their home on their couch or on your bed, wherever you are when you order something online, and then the product will come to you literally within one or two days, maybe even sooner. And this has permanently changed the way humans interact because no longer will we be going outside, giving someone a high five or a handshake or giving someone a hug that we've seen because now humans are much more distant because of these shutdowns. And this has forever changed how humans will be interacting or at least in the very near future for a long-term period of time. And as mentioned earlier, this is forcing many industries to change, which Emiliano will now be getting into. And we're touching on what Mitch was saying, a lot of what's happening right now in the world, I'm sure you, as you can see from the recording of this video, there's, there's a ton of stuff going on in the world right now, but this entire economic and global situation has led to a lot of people shifting over to working from home or, you know, taking Zoom university classes or Zoom school at home. And Mitch and I genuinely think that the future of work is work from home or working remotely. And you know, this entire situation really sped that up. And the reason that e-commerce has really taken off and the reason it's gonna continue to keep off is because of this aspect of being able to pretty much work from anywhere. You can be at a beach across the world, you can be in your own home, or you know, you can really just be doing anything you want across the globe, and you can still be working on your e-commerce business. And that's one reason why we think that e-commerce will continue to get, you know, more people entering in there to continue to get more competitive over time. And you know, Mitch and I are located in San Francisco, California. And as you guys probably know, watching this video, there's a lot of tech companies around us. And you know, within a 10 mile radius, I'd say probably most of the technology companies around San Francisco have announced that, hey, from now on, it's gonna be by default, you can choose to work from home or work anywhere in the world to work remotely. And I think this trend will continue largely into the far, far future. I think that will be the global trend coming forward. And you know, these companies, along with a lot of other companies, not just in San Francisco, are pretty much using this entire global situation as pretty much a testing ground for testing out full-time remote work. And you know, what it really comes down to is a lot of these companies, not just in San Francisco, but you know, around the globe, they're using this entire economic and global situation happening right now as pretty much a testing and a proving ground for seeing is remote work feasible? And you know, Mitch and I believe the answer to this is yes, we think it's feasible long-term. You know, all these different companies are testing their how, what the productivity cost of, you know, everyone working remote, not going to an office every day. They're testing the economical cost of, hey, if everyone's working remote, do we need such a big office? Can we save money on that? 
and you know, they're just kind of using this as an entire proving grounds. And you know, originally office culture and you know, how you got promotions was based off, you know, how extra you were, you know, are you constantly making everyone in the office feel good? You know, are you asking constantly for a raise? And you know, the office culture really favored extroverts for the last couple of years, and I'd say for the majority of human history that we've been, you know, in civilization. And then going to remote work, we're really going to see the rise of the introvert, the person that puts their head down in the office, doesn't really talk to anyone, but does, a, does an absolute, you know, metric ton of work. And I think what we're going to end up seeing is that these people are going to have a huge rise and actually be well compensated for their work as time goes on. And you know, what we're going to see is we're going to see all the different introverts basically rise in the ranks of companies and all these original experts that were only getting promoted because, you know, they're talking in the office. These people are going to end up, you know, slowly going down in the, you know, corporate structure for the majority of companies. And, you know, as these different companies start their, you know, remote work policies, what we're going to see is we're going to see a huge divergence. And, you know, these people that are naturally introverts in the office, these people are going to end up having a huge amount of raises and they're going to end up getting well compensated. Because a lot of the time right now in office culture, the people that get the most raise and, you know, get the most compensation are the people that constantly, constantly ask for it and, you know, network around the office. You no, know, Mitch, I personally think that a lot of businesses that involve person-to-person -person interaction, they're going to actually going to see a huge rise in, you know, being an extrovert and seeing your income correlated to that. But overall, the economy is going to shift more to remote work. And that's really where introverts are really going to thrive. Now, let's go ahead and dive into the conversation of artificial intelligence, because this is something that most people neglect to speak about. And in fact, many schools, as I mentioned before, in previous videos are very outdated on their learning and don't really take into account that, oh, a bunch of artificial intelligence will be begin getting installed in certain jobs and sectors and industries of different companies. And this will, without a doubt, lead to the workforce changing completely. Now, a great example of this is AI operated cars. Now, if you think about it, lots of people before Uber worked in taxi, and this is something that many people made a living off of, you know, you would get in the car and then you would go to the airport, go to the hotel, take people from point A to point B. And many people, again, made a living off of this, maybe even a side income aside from whatever other job they work, because this is what people just need to do. You need to have a job, you need to make money in order to survive and bring yourself in necessities such as food, water, and a place to sleep. Now, as Uber came onto the marketplace and took many taxi taxi drivers and companies out of business. This led to many people transitioning into Uber and some people even bought cars to then be able to join Uber and again, pick people up and take them from point A to point B. And Uber really revolutionized how people were able to get from point A to point B because not only would you just get in a car now through an app, you no longer needed to call up a certain company to have a taxi come to you, but you would be able to just go on your phone, type certain information in such as your where you currently are and where you want to get to and then someone would come and pick you up we also came out with many options such as uber pool where you would be able to save money but at the expense of sharing the ride with other people and maybe getting to your destination a bit late and aside from a consumer point of view many producers made money by using uber because again they would buy their own cars and they would start leveraging uber now, as we see, many more people are buying Teslas and Tesla is working on many ways to automate how cars drive, meaning you will no longer really have to drive a car, but you'll able to just get into the car and have it take you somewhere without there being a driver in place. And I personally believe this will be much safer because if a computer is managing a car and where it's driving, not only will it be able to determine what's safe, what speed to go at, but also it will be communicating with other cars beside them, thinking or seeing, actually lifetime seeing whether a car will maybe switch lanes, therefore you shouldn't speed up and it will overall make travel safer on the road. Now, this will take many Uber drivers and Uber itself out of business. And if you really think about it from a grand point of view, many people rely on Uber for an income, but, but what will happen when Uber no longer exists and all of the cars being driven are AI managed. Another great example of this is coding jobs because in today's world, having the skill of code or learning the skill of code is super important and it is in very high demand in many companies. Now, 
over time, there will be programs created that will do coding for people themselves. Now, a great example of this is GPT-3. It is one that was currently trending on Twitter a few months ago, and it is something that gained a lot of traction. Essentially, you can literally go onto GPT-3. You can type in, oh, I would like to see a clock that starts at 3 p.m. and then have it spin one time, and it will literally have a clock there for you, and it would spin. It could literally write essays for you. You literally just type it in, right? And it's sort of similar to Webflow, but not really. And we're seeing more of these programs being created in which you don't really need to know code in order to code. But then again, people need to know code in order to create these programs. So over time, there will be many coding jobs that will be threatened and it's going to become less of a mainstream skill, but rather it's going to transition more to specialization because the people that are really passionate and talented at coding, the ones that literally stay up almost 24 seven learning code, solving problems, those are the people that will really thrive when it comes to getting a job for code, but many jobs of code will get wiped out and the average coder will get wiped out simply because the top coders will be creating programs that will no longer create a demand for the typical coder to have a job. And while there are many more examples, the point that I'm trying to make is the economy is shifting much more towards specialization and really wiping out the typical and average workers because technology is only getting more advanced and the people that are on the front end of building those technologies, not just the front end, but also the back end, the actual engineers, they are really focused on not just solving people's problems, but making life in general easier. Now, if any typical person can code without actually knowing code, not only will, again, this wipe out a lot of jobs, but this will solve a huge problem for the majority of people, allowing them to not just create more softwares and more businesses, because when people are able to create more businesses, which will lead to more jobs. And again, there will be new jobs being created. We don't know exactly what yet, because at the end of the day, someone needs to control the AI. But then again, it is going to be driven by those who really specialize in it. And at the end of the day, when people have the opportunity to, for example, code without knowing code, this will create new products, new businesses, and in general, solve more problems because more people will become entrepreneurial and it will make the world a much more advanced place. Building on what I said earlier about work from home opportunities increasing, I think we're actually going to see a lot of people take advantage of the opportunities and really try and really want to actually work from home so they can spend time with the kids, they can travel in the world, and you know, overall just have freedom to do whatever they want as long as you know they log on and they do their work at the end of the day. And you know what most people don't talk about when they talk about remote work, a lot of people like to think of, oh, remote work, you know, everyone in San Francisco, for example, is just going to go and they're going to start, you know, working from wherever they want. And this is how it's going to be. You know, all the people that originally hired are going to remain hired. And, you know, Mitch, I personally think that's not true at all. Because when you take into account what remote work is, it's the ability to work anywhere in the world. And what does that also mean? That also means, hey, I can hire anywhere in the world. I don't just have to hire from San Francisco, California. I don't just have to, have to hire people in America. I can hire people anywhere in the world as long as you're the best at what they do. And a lot of people out here in California, like, sure, for example, in technology, they're great coders. They've been doing it for a while. But are they going to beat someone that, say, lives in India and is doing this every single day because it's how they make an income, it's how they live, and it's how they survive? No. You know, at the end of the day, these people are no way, shape, or form going to beat these people in India or in any other co country out there that, you know, people just have to do what they have to do to live and what they have to do to survive. You're never, ever, ever going to beat someone who has that drive, who works 24-7 because it's the only choice they have. And what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a lot of displaced jobs because companies are going to be able to really hire internationally and not just be limited by the talent pool of where they're located. And you know, as all of these different people across the globe get hired by all these companies, it's not just, you know, a net negative for, you know, the world as a whole. The thing is, when you hire people from these other companies, their income is going to increase as demand for them increases. So, you know, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot more of the globe slowly get risen up into like a, a general middle or even upper class 
for for example, a lot of these cars that live in other durable countries that have to code, you know, to live to survive to feed their families. We see a lot of these people actually tend to make more money as a whole, and you know, we're actually going to see a lot of the global lower class turn into the global middle class. And you know, as time goes on, people are going to look for ways to make an income online, or you know, they don't have to get paid based off what a company decides to pay them. They don't have to compete from people around the world. They're going to say, hey, how can I make an income online? and do it by myself so I'm not limited by how much money I can make. So what's gonna end up happening is a lot of people are gonna go out there, they're gonna say, you know, look, at the end of the day, I don't wanna have to compete with all these different people that are, you know, competing for the same job I do across the globe, across, you know, America, not just where the company headquarters is. So what I wanna do is I wanna do something that's not just to correlate off my time. I wanna, you know, I wanna build an online business that I can do from anywhere where my income isn't capped off. So what we're really gonna see is a lot of people are gonna go to any way to make online money, including but not limited to e-commerce. And these people are gonna enter e-commerce because they see the huge profit potential and the huge you know, growth over e-commerce over the long term. For example, Amazon year over year is up about 45% in sales. And you know this will only continue to increase in the amount of sales that are made per year on the online marketplace. And you know, like anything, the more people that enter an industry, the lower the profit is for everyone else that is in that industry on average. So what we're gonna end up seeing is more people continue to flow into e-commerce, more people continue to jump on and say, hey, you know, I wanna make this income online, I don't wanna have my income be capped based off how many hours my company wants to pay me or how much they wanna pay me per hour. We're gonna end up seeing, we're gonna end up seeing that, you know, that average profit for e-commerce stores, not just on Amazon, but in any platform, is gonna go down as more competition enters the marketplace. And you know, what this really means is that the older sellers that have been on the platform for a longer period of time that have more feedback, that have more built up customer, great customer service, what's gonna end up happening is these sellers are gonna be the only people that can really hold on to their share of the market and really hold on to their current margins because as time goes on, all the newer sellers are gonna slowly get their profit diluted not to zero, obviously, but their profit margins are going to be a lot lower than what they are now, and they will continuously keep falling as competition as more sellers come on the marketplace. So, you know, being said, right now is really the time for people in general to build up their e-commerce scores and really build up this feedback on Amazon, such as what Mitch and I have been doing for the past over a year and a half. And, you know, this is really what it comes down to. It's, you know, over time, as more people enter any marketplace there is, doesn't even have to be e-commerce, average profit margins will do go down. It's the people that are already established players that are going to be able to fend off this new competition. So yeah, we hope you got value out of this video. If you did, go ahead and smash the like button, subscribe, leave a comment below of what you thought about this video. Again, our Instagrams are down in the description below. If you have any questions or want to network and communicate with us, feel free to shoot us a DM. And yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this video and we'll see you guys in the next one. Adios.